Welcome to episode 29 of Land the Plane Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back once again to another episode of Land the Plane Podcast. My name is Dustin. I'm Jonathan. We are glad y'all joining with us again. Um, before, before I'm going to go any further, Jonathan, I'm just excited. I shared this on social media. We, You know about this, but I want to take the opportunity real quick. I, we, I'll, I'll include you. We, we take the opportunity to say thank you to our listeners. We had our Best month ever last month, and it's just something to celebrate, and we're just excited to celebrate that with y'all because y'all are the ones that make it happen. Y'all tune into the show, you share it with people, you you tell people about the show, and so uh, we're just so grateful that y'all do that and are part of the podcast family here at Land the Plane. So just want to say again a big old thank y'all for such a good good month. That's right. Yep. We had uh, <clears throat> like almost 10 million listens. Ten. <laughs> I mean, it was like nine million nine hundred nine. Yeah, I mean eight or something. You know, but, you know. Yeah. but you know, that's what it is. <laughs> Don't sound like we're bragging or anything. <laughs> no. Like the rifleman used to say, "Not brag, just fact." Just facts. Just facts. Those are totally made up facts. <laughs> <laughs> Since you downloaded the episode nine and a half million times. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> no, it was it was a great month, and it was our best, and so. Uh, you know, y'all encourage us and y'all uh, keep this thing going. So just so thankful for that. Really, we are. So keep sharing. Uh, people like it, I guess. So keep sharing. Do us a favor. But um, tonight we got a got another show for you. Excited about tonight's topic, what we're going to be talking about and uh, stuff. But before we get into it, I want to share a story with you, Jonathan. All right. I'm, I am ready. This is a, a touching story to me. Aww. And <laughs> I'm not going to mention the person's name because I did not clear it to tell the story like so okay we're just gonna it's just a dad okay just uh, a, just, just a guy a i know dad. just a guy i know that's a dad okay and when i tell you this story don't miss the heart of it because some people are gonna be like well i couldn't do that and that's okay i just want to tell you what this dad did and okay. and be encouraged by it so he was in a, a marriage at one point and he had a, a baby girl Okay, and when the when the daughter was about three and a half years old, him and his wife divorced. Okay, um, court gave the girl to the mom. That's pretty pretty normal. Okay, nothing wrong with that. But she honestly had some issues. Um, she was, according to the story, she was an alcoholic and some different things as well. Again, one well, of some of the reasons I'm not using names here. <laughs> um, it's a great story you got. So I far. know, great story, huh? Well, he he even told me how there was times where his daughter, as she would grow, he was always in her life, like 100%. And he he looked at pursuing custody and stuff like that, but always had a hard time with it. And the courts were kind of usually against him. They, they sided with the mom most of the time. And so he just decided that he was going to do everything he can to invest in his girl and be the dad that he could be, you know, and protect her and take care of her. And there was times he told me throughout the girl's life that she would call him and he would go and pick her up in the middle of the night and uh, bring her home and stuff to the point where he was getting like physically hit and stuff as he was, you know, carrying his daughter out the house. 
he, he did this kind of stuff continually. He took care of her and all this stuff. And then one year, he said that his ex-wife, they had a home, and they got evicted three times in one year. So he was troubled by the fact that his daughter did not have a home. This guy, he went out, and I don't know too many people that would do this. He went out and bought his ex-wife, who had all these issues and all these problems, he bought her a home. Like he went and bought a second home. He had his home already and went and bought another one and paid for it and continued to pay for it its entire time just to make sure his daughter had a home to go to every day. And this is including on top of paying child support and just everything else that she needed and trying to make sure there was food in the house and all that kind of stuff to go out. And he said he remembered people telling him that like, you're dumb. Why would you do that for your ex-wife and stuff? And he's like, you're missing the point. I'm not doing it for my ex-wife. I'm doing it so my daughter will have a home and she can go back to it every night and all those types of things. And man, he told me that story and I was just like, dude, that's a cool story. You were crying. I did. I did tear. I'm an emotional guy. I, told yeah. you, I, I cried during movies all the time. So, but yeah, it was, it was awesome. And Which you should. I mean that, yeah, that's. Yeah. Man, just to see awesome. that dedication. I mean, yeah. when, I, when I think about what we're, what we're wanting to do here at land the plane, you know, that's a big, bold step. I mean, that's not everybody yeah. can do that. And that's what I'm saying. Not everybody can go buy a house for somebody, you know, he was just in a situation where he could. And, but you know, sometimes we're in situations where we can, but we're just not always willing. But he was willing, and he did it. And man, I just thought it was a cool story, and it was really encouraging. And just to hear of his dedication to that, man, that's what that's what yeah. we're talking about. That's cool. Man, that's pretty cool. Let's get on to the topic tonight because we got a lot to talk about. Yes, we and do. We need to uh, we need to get started. We don't yep. want to keep y'all too long on this podcast, but just long enough. So where are we going, Jonathan? You know, I thought we would tackle something a little easy tonight. Oh, okay, good. Um, just some a light subject. Everybody needs a break every once in a while. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to talk about finding God's will for your life. You know. The sound of podcast being stopped. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're sti- if you're still here. It just changed the, yeah. <clears throat> you know, uh, in Radio Land, they used to call that, um, man, I'm, surely there's a different way to say it, but it's like, you know, kind of, giving the radio the finger because it's like you use your finger to change the channels on the radio, you know? Yeah. So I don't know how that translates into podcast world. I don't know. Just hitting the pause button, telling (laughs) telling Siri to play something else. I don't know. Anyway. So, yeah. um, And, yeah, this is not an easy topic, but I think it's one that is, um, I think for anybody that is, wanting to to do what God wants them to do and, and just trying to follow God and that kind of thing. I think it's one of those that everybody kind of struggles with. Yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely. No matter where you're at in your walk, I think yeah. I think if, if you're not a believer and you listen to the show, just, just for some education or some thoughts, you probably have struggled with that thought. Like, what are you supposed to do if you believe in God? Where are you supposed to go? Where are you supposed to? Yeah, it's yeah. tough. Yeah. So how do, you, how do you know what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to be, and all those kind of things. So... I guess starting off, what, let me ask you this. When when you hear that phrase, knowing God's will, um, what do you think most people what what do you think most people think of or 
you know, what, what kind of feelings they get? What, what do you think they're, they're, they're thinking at that point? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people, um, they want to live a good godly life, especially, you know, like Christian believers, but they don't know the steps they're supposed to take even sometimes on a daily basis to get there. And so they're waiting or they're trying to figure out how am I supposed to know when God's given me like specific direction to do something or when, how do I know like, or life decisions I have to make? Mm-hmm. Do those fall inside of God's will or are they outside of God's will? Like what, what do I I'd like? I need some divine intervention <laughs> to show yeah. up and tell me what to do. And uh, I'm not sure that's, that's really the way we should be thinking, but I think that's probably where a lot of people get caught up. Yeah. And I know as a um, man, especially like high school, college, that kind of age, um, for me, it was, you know, even though I hadn't even graduated high school, I'm still trying to figure out, okay, God, what do you, like, what kind of career do I need to have? Am I, you know, all those 10 year down the road kind of things, um, five years down the road, what, what kind of job do I get? And, you know, those, it's almost like, wanting to know what you're supposed to do with the rest of your life kind of thing. That's, that's kind of where, um, especially younger, that's where I always kind of went to was, okay, what's, what's your plan for the rest of my life? That's what I need to need to know. And and that's what I need you to tell me. And, you know, all those kind of things. Um, Lay lay me out a map, road map would be nice. Yeah. You know, um, so it was almost like I was, I was wanting to know the the destination, not the journey. Yeah, you know, and uh, I think that's the that's probably the exact opposite of what we need to do. And uh, so anyway, we just thought um, might be a good good conversation to uh, just to throw out a few a few ideas. And I thought we would look at the um, the life of Abraham as kind of for some for some examples. Um, Abraham obviously was a major, major character um, in uh, in Christianity, uh, especially to um, the Jews, the Jewish nation, that kind of thing. Abraham is still revered by um, Jews for his um, for his faith in God, and and just I mean, he's one of their. I guess for 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 the Jewish nation, he's kind of like our George Washington in some ways, just huge character. Um, foundational character in their beliefs. So we're going to look at him a little bit. And uh, honestly, part of what we're going to look at is what he did that was dumb, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> or, or things that's like, yeah, things not to do, maybe, is a good way to say that. Um, but anyway, um, to start off, let's just, uh, let's start right here. You probably... If you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know about 90% of God's will for you. What? What? <laughs> Why you say? <laughs> um, How's that possible, Jonathan? Well, I'm, because... I'm a young man. Yeah. I haven't lived that long. There's a lot of life in front of me. How mm. could I possibly know 90% of what God wants for me? Well, because it's all kind of laid out in the Bible. Um, so many things that we just do on a daily basis, um, you know, are, are already kind of laid out. Um, for instance, should you, should you lie? Is it God's will for you to lie? No. No. Okay. 
There's there's knowing God's will. Is it God's will for you to to steal or to cheat someone? No. No. no okay, no. so if you don't do that, then you're doing God's will, okay? There's so many of these um, just things that we know that are right or wrong that they are God's will, because if we sin, we're going against God's will, right? Right. Right. So uh, when we do what he has already told us to do in his word, we are doing his will. Do you think there's like a... A pre-approved job list for God. <laughs> like, 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 for example, if I'm going to take a job, if the job is drug dealer, probably shouldn't take it. Yeah, that would that would probably be a no. Probably be a no. Okay. Yeah. All right, I've got to rethink some things. No, just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding, everybody. But you know, the reason I, I I make a joke like that is because. We do make it really complicated sometimes, but there is such a vast array of stuff that you can just you can just go ahead and and check that box off or whatever because it's as much as difficulty as there is to see some things, there are some things that are quite obvious. Yeah. So if you're ever asking yourself the question, do I need to lie? Is God okay with me lying to make this happen? No. Is God okay with me cheating my way into my career and backstabbing people and doing all these things? No. Would God ever want me to have an affair on my wife or anything like that or an extramarital? No. He wouldn't. So, yeah. So, all those, I mean, all of those things are already kind of built into our, you know, they should be built into our decision making process as far as things that we should do, things we shouldn't do. So when it comes to most things in life, it's simply applying those values, those, you know, kind of right and wrong things to situations that we encounter, like you said a minute ago um, about the job. And, uh, you know, you can, there's, well, I know, I know a guy that, um, he was he was basically told in his job, hey, you're, you know, you're going to have to do this and this and this, and it's going to be kind of cheating customers. And, I mean, he had been there for a long time and was just like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not cheating customers. I'm not lying to our customers. And and he, he was let go, you know. So was it, in in that instance, was it God's will that he lost his job? Yeah. You know, I mean, you can say that because he was following God's um, God's design and God's kind of decrees about how, you know, the kind of character that he needed to have, all those kind of things. Um, so, so many things in our lives, uh, in, in, in finding God's will, we already know, but how much of it do we actually do? You know, does God's will for us to um, to view things and to and to be around, to be exposed to things that are that are good, that are honorable, that are truthful, that are you know all these things? Um, how does that weigh in when you're sitting down watching certain TV shows or certain movies? Yeah, you know, um, it's those areas that it's like, well, I mean, you know, um, <laughs> I remember this one guy. 
man, I wished I could remember his name. He's an, he's an author and a uh, speaker. Um, and he was talking about, uh, you know, sometimes we as parents will be watching a TV show and our little, you know, maybe our little kid comes in or something and, uh, you know, it's like, Oh, I want to watch that. And we, you know, pause it, stop it, turn the channel, whatever. And, you know, well, that's a, you know, this is an adult show, you know, um, and he, he said, if we were really honest, when they asked us why couldn't they watch it, uh, why they couldn't watch it, we should just look at them and say, because I'm a hypocrite and I'm doing what I tell you not to do, you know? Um, but that's not what we what we want to do. Uh, but it is, you know, if we, if we get down to it, there's so many things that we do each day um, or, or are at least confronted with each day that we can figure out God's will in that if we just apply what we already know to be God's will, okay? And the kind of the problem here is if you're not already doing God's will with that 90%, you know, kind of thing, then is is he going to reveal the rest of his will to us? I mean, why? Why would he? We're not doing what he's already made plainly clear to us. So is he going to make more clear to us if we're just not going to obey it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a to-do list. You know, there's all these things that we should be doing, should not be doing. And if you're not achieving those, if you're not participating in that, you know, why would God look at you as somebody who can be faithful with more or be be held to that responsibility of more? Maybe even, I don't know if that's the right way to describe it, but... I just think if if you aren't doing the things that we know we're supposed to do, and you got to know what those things are, okay? Yeah. We're not going to go through a list of all those things, the do's and don'ts of what, what God tells you to do. You need to get in the Word and discover some of that stuff for yourself and, and be a part of that process. But at the end of the day, uh, the the to-dos and the don'ts, there there is a, there is a good majority out there. And even as you do those or don't do certain things, you – you honestly get to know God better. You get to be in His presence a little differently. You get to have a little bit of different level of intimacy with Him that um, you start just seeing more and more of His will before it's that. Yeah. So I mean, I, de- I definitely get where you're coming from on that. This. Yeah. Well, and and we don't want to. We don't want to say you know like we're not striving for like or expecting or whatever perfection here you know, and that kind of thing. I mean, we're all, there's always going to be things, areas that we know is right or wrong, and we choose, you know, the opposite of it. I mean, there's going to be things our entire lives um, that that's the case. So we're not saying that you have to be perfect before God reveals the rest of his will to you or anything. But um, if you're just, you know, if, if we're just making decisions after decisions after decisions, that go against the things that we already know, then then I think that is going to kind of prohibit us some um, from from being able to know those some of those next steps, some of those next things that God's got for us. Yeah, this is about finding God's will. It's definitely about that, and it, it's it's going to be easier to find. You're going to be more clo- likely to find it the more things that you're doing right, the more ways you're trying to live your life in His will. Again, like you said, not perfection. None of us can do that. But a desire, if you're out there desiring 
to live God's will for your life. These are steps of that process. These are things you're going to need to do, want to do, to help reveal that stuff to you, especially the bigger part, the other 10% that maybe you don't know about. Yeah, and if we want to, you know, we said we were going to use Abraham as an example. Um, One example of of not doing what you should do um, is uh, on two different occasions that we know of. Um, Abraham was going into a um, foreign city, and his wife Sarah must have been just drop-dead gorgeous. I don't know. (laughs) But... On two different occasions, as they were going into those cities, he told her to lie about their relationship and to tell them that that she was her brother, or that wait that he was her brother. Yeah, he was the brother. Um, <laughs> that they were sister and brother, so that because his thinking was, if they think that you are my wife, then they will kill me and take you as their wife. Right. You know, which is, a, I mean, so we've got a lie, mm-hmm. you know, so was Driven that, by some fear, probably. Yeah, I mean, it was fear. It was, um, even though, you know, at this point, even, God had already promised him, you know, that he would be the, you father know, his of descend, father of nations, his descendants would be as many as the stars in the sky, all that kind of stuff. That's hard to do if you're dead. Yeah. You know? So, but he didn't trust God. He didn't trust that will that he already kind of knew there. And he chose to lie. He chose to save his own skin, that kind of thing. And, I, you know, I'm like, hey, I've never been in that situation. So I'm not going to give him a terribly hard time. But. I mean, you can start to justify it in some ways. I mean, if you wanted to, you could say, yeah. God wants me to be the father of nations. And so this, I gotta live to do I'm that. I've gotta live to do that. So the only the best solution I can come up with right now is lie. Yep. And God will be okay with it. I mean, right? Because we just gotta get to the point. We gotta get to the purpose. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta yeah. get there. Whatever it takes to get there. We and, gotta get to the destination and not be looking at the journey. Yeah. You know. Um and, and so we can see in the in those examples that that Abraham was not, you know, not doing everything that he should do. You know, as far as um, keeping up with that kind of that ninety percent. Yeah, he got off track for yeah. sure. <laughs> which which kind of leads us into um, kind of step two of this is is take it one day at a time. Um, take things just you know one day, one decision, um, one step at a time, instead of getting kind of all. Um, wrapped up in what's coming, you know, six months from now, nine months, a year, 10 years, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and I think Abraham had a problem with that. Like he just said, you know, well, obviously God's got this other thing for me, so I better do this or do this or do that. Uh, instead of taking it just simply one day at a time doing those kind of things. And one verse that comes to mind with this, this is not Abraham, but um, it's actually in in Psalms, where, like in Psalm 23, where David is is saying, basically, you know, God lead us to, um, you know, to, to walk in green pastures, you know, that he will walk us in green pastures, that kind of thing. Lead me outside in still waters. Um, and we... You know, I'm from Upper East Tennessee originally. So when I used to hear that verse, I always thought these big rolling hills of fields 
you know, just that you could see for miles and miles, just green grass everywhere, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, yeah, well, okay, sure. Well, that's not the, uh, that's not the case. The, what they would have referred to as green pastures, you know, cause they were in the desert, yep. you know? So they would have considered green pastures, these areas where there was some grass growing, but it was just kind of spots here, spots there, um, and that kind of thing. And they would literally kind of go across a, um, the side of a hill, down in the valley, all those kind of things. And there's just not that much green there, but it was enough for the, you know, they were talking about sheep, you know, being a shepherd, all those kind of things. So as a sheep, they're leading their sheep. Um, but there would be enough for that day. There would be enough for, for that time, you know. They're not walking them into those pastures to let them live there for the next five years. It's we're walking them through and they're eating what they need to survive today. Similar to, to you know, the model prayer by Christ, give us this day our daily bread. It's not asking for next weeks, next months, all those kind of things. It was it was today's things that I need. And and so, you know, along the same lines of we already know 90% of God's will because he's told us decisions that we make that we need to do. So today, you know, not don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about next week, next month, next year. But today, what are decisions that you need to do, that you need to make, that you already know God's will in? And don't, don't worry about tomorrow. Talk about today, you know. And, the, and as, as we take each day at a time, then, then God's going to order those steps, and, and He's going to bring about those other things. But Jonathan, that's hard, dude. Because yeah, it is. <laughs> and the reason I said I think about I was sitting here thinking about Abraham, and he he was told you're going to be the father of nations, so they're going to be blessed through you and stuff. So he actually had a little bit more info than the average person would be getting, right? Right. So the pressure that was on him in those situations, he probably didn't feel like he could just worry about today or just think about today because there was this pressure of tomorrow like i'm gonna i gotta be the father of nations i gotta take this stuff into my own hands i gotta figure this out i've been told what's gonna happen and i think about us and i think where where it gets really rough and is the pressure of society that puts on us that i have to achieve all these things in life and if i don't i'm a failure yeah if i don't have a house a certain size or in a certain neighborhood if i don't if I don't have a birthday party and take every kid in school, then I'm doing my kid a disservice, you know, or if I can just think of so many different things that, that pop up that say you have to have these kind of vehicles. You can't, you can't have a vehicle that's more than five years old. People make fun of you. What? I mean, why in the world would somebody do that? You know, it is, but we feel that pressure of society. I got to make sure, I mean, there's that big scandal going on right now that some of these uh, celebrities that bribe their kids way into college it's like you got money. You're still bribing your kids away into college because you feel like they have to go to these certain schools yeah. and look a certain way. And, and man, we got to, if you really don't want to have to worry about tomorrow, you got to let go of that pressure to be what society wants you to be. Yeah, that pressure to perform. 
Yeah. That kind of thing. Because, I mean, even if you think about it with your job or whatever, I know a lot of people out there that just go to work every day, and you can't, they don't let you just think about today. You got to make a plan mm-hmm. for that week, the next week, six months down the road, sales goals, things you got to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes it real tough. So it comes back to God's telling us, focus today, just deal with today. But the world's telling us, you better make tomorrow right, because if you don't, we're going to destroy you. And that's tough. That puts a lot of pressure on anybody to feel like they have to. And you don't. You don't Mm -hmm. have to. Yeah, and obviously there are things that we... That we have to be wise about, you know, those, I mean, I have a retirement account, mm-hmm. you know, and you may say, well, aren't, aren't you looking way down the road then, you know, about that? Yeah. But I think there's a certain, there's a certain amount of wisdom there it says one day I'm hoping to be old, Yeah, you know, and I won't be able to, to, to work each day and all those kind of things. Um, so there is some wisdom there. But just as far as wanting to know every step that God has planned for us way beforehand. And, and I wonder, too, um, and this is actually our next, kind of our next thing, is talking about that pressure of actually knowing. You know, if Abraham hadn't have known the end result, you know, the, the father of nations, all those kind of things, I wonder if that would have made some differences in his life and some he might have made some different decisions because it almost seems like there was times when he was trying to force what was supposed to happen or, you know, kind of make it happen on his own. Um, one such example of that, you know, he and his wife had not been able to have kids. He said one such example. One like, such example. It's the biggest example yeah. probably can find Yeah, okay, it's a big With his example. life. <laughs> um, you know, he and his wife were not able to have kids, and obviously you have to have kids before you can have as many kids as, or, you know, descendants as stars in the sky and all those mm-hmm. kind of things. So his wife had a plan it's like, well, since since you know I can't have children, then take my servant and and have kids with her. Yeah, you know, and it wasn't and, like they were just thirty years old either. Right. I mean, they they, were, yeah, they, they were, were up there. Yeah, they were they were a few years old. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, and it, and this kind of thing during that time period was not necessarily out of the. Like it wasn't completely a strange thing, but it wasn't God's plan. It wasn't what He had told them. And so, anyway, Abraham um, takes takes Hagar. It's a great name. Um, it reminds me. <laughs> it reminds me of of uh, if you are a Harry Potter fan, you will get this nerd. Nerd, <laughs> nerd alert. <laughs> I want to say, instead of just Hagar, I want to say Hagar, you know, kind of like that. But anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're totally not Harry a fan Potter's of not my jam. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so takes Hagar and they have um, a kid named Ishmael. Um, and, you know, it's like, okay, well, this will be my son 
to whom all these sins. And basically God says, no, <laughs> that's not who it's going to be. Um, and, you know, Ishmael had a lot of descendants, and and that's generally, I guess, generally accepted that that is where the the uh, Muslim faith came from, like Islam and, and Muslim faith, and so it's the it's the birth of a great divide in the Middle East. Yes, I think that's a good way to put it. Maybe there you go. Yeah. Um, that still has ramifications to this day. Yes, and so we can thank Abraham and Sarah for that. I'm going to blame Sarah a little bit more than Abraham. I'm going to go. I'm going to go fifty-fifty on this one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to get no haters guess, on this show. Yeah, I'm I guess gonna... so. Because I mean, he should have been like, no, <laughs> bad idea, bad idea. It's like, um, oh yeah. Anyway, so <clears throat> that obviously wasn't the plan, but it was. It, it was him trying to force it. You know, it was him trying to say, well, I know this is supposed to be God's plan, so I'm just going to make it happen. Right. You know, um, it's very similar even with between Jacob and Esau, who was, you know, like grandkids. So you, you got Jacob and Esau and you got mom, you know, setting, setting one of them up to get the blessing, all those kind of things. So people trying to force the, you know, kind of forcing God's plan outside of of his timing and not not looking at our timing um and if you really want to nerd out and we're going to say we're going to go ahead and say avengers endgame spoiler alert right here it's not really a it's big not spoiler. really a big spoiler but it it's sort of a spoiler but if you've not watched it you can fast forward like one minute only and you won't hear it so if you remember tony stark was was talking to he knew from Doctor Strange in a previous Avengers movie that there was only like one way that this is all going to work out correctly. One way they get victory. One way that they get victory. That's it. All one out of millions. Um well in Endgame, Strange looks over at, at Stark and is like or Tony asks him about that one way and he says, If I tell you, it won't happen. And I think he knew that if he if Tony knew, then he would try to force it some way and and change that reality or whatever. And so I think it's the same way, like with Abraham trying to force God's you know force God's plan into action. We can't do that. You know, we need to let God be God, and us just follow those steps that are laid out in front of us. Those things that we need to do. Those things that we need to um, take steps into but not trying to to force those things to happen when we know, yeah, that's probably not the best plan. Yeah. Yeah, and, we, and we're talking about this a little bit before the show even, and we're talking about, uh, I was thinking about the, the whole idea of when Jesus will come back. We know that one day he's going to return again, and the Bible's very clear that none of us are going to know when that is. I mean, what if we did know? Like, how much would that drastically change the way we live our life? If you knew the exact end date, you can even say your own death date. If you... If you actually knew when you were going to die, how horrible would that be? You could say, oh, that'd be great. I can make all these plans. And then the day before, I could tidy everything up and then I just go die. I just don't think it'd work that way. I think Especially be- if you find out that it's like next week. <laughs> yeah. it'd, it'd be really uh, probably pretty devastating. And, and you'd dwell upon that. And you would, you'd want to ch- either try to change it or try to 
have a certain life before it, you would just get so out of whack of the ability to live day to day that, that how would you continue to do that? Yeah, because all your attention would be on that future event. Yeah. And like you said, trying to force everything in. Oh, I got to do this and this and this before this happens. And Yeah, and if you're waiting for Jesus' return, like how many people would be like, okay, well, I know Jesus come back on this one day. I'll just the day before, I'll ask him into my heart be my Lord and Savior, I'll be yeah. all right. Doesn't really work that way. Doesn't really yeah. work that way. But yeah, that's what but that's what, what people would do. Yeah. And absolutely. Then, and then you're you're living a life that's that's mostly for yourself, pretty much instead of living a life that's for him. I mean, there's just so many things that that disrupt that that if we knew everything that was coming, we would we would use it for selfish gain or yeah. for yeah, evil intent. I, agree. I mean I just don't, don't think we would. All right, so um, next step is uh, take steps toward what you already know. And this may, this one's really similar to kind of you already know 90% of it, so just do it. Um, But there are things that, sorry about that. I'm still having technical difficulties over here. Just a magnet to your microphone today. (laughs) So uh, take steps towards what you already know. Um, this one is a little, is a little different. So if, you know, a good example of this, uh, I just use this as, as a, I, because I think it is a good one. Uh, a friend of mine knew and, and kind of just felt like God was preparing him to, um, to take a church to kind of become, you know, their pastor, that kind of thing. Um, but he wasn't sure when that was going to happen. He just felt like it, and he didn't know what church, anything like that, but felt like um, moving and becoming a, a pastor at a different church was in his future, okay? So one thing that he felt like he was lacking was some, um, some just some, like, expanded, deep biblical knowledge, okay? So he said, okay, so for the next year, I am going to just deep dive into the Bible and I'm going to start, you know, trying to soak up everything that I can um, and, and just gain a lot of biblical truth in preparation for what I believe may, may come to pass. And so he, he just started doing that. And sure enough, with, within a year, he had, um, uh, he had kind of changed positions and and had gone to a to a church um, as as one of the pastors and one you know one of the staff members there, and so he he saw something out in the future. He felt like he was he was going towards something. Didn't know details about it. Didn't know where. Didn't know how. Didn't know when. But he felt like there was things that he needed to get accomplished to to work toward that point. So he started doing those things. So he just started taking steps toward what he felt like he he knew. And at the end of the day is, you know, is gaining more biblical knowledge a good thing? Yeah. You know? Sure. Um, one thing that we that we did in in a similar kind of preparation, we we downsized homes because we knew that that you know, ministry, that kind of thing, was not going to be able to, to 
um, we weren't going to be able to afford the home that we were in, you know? And so we, we sold our house and, and kind of downsized to, to downsize payments. Um, and it was still several years before anything came to pass, but it was something that we, we felt like, Hey, this is the direction that we're going. So what are steps, what are some wise steps that we can take that we know that we need to take to get to that point? Okay, let's go ahead and start taking those steps. And it's it's kind of like riding a bicycle. Um, if you ever want to turn on a bicycle, it's, it's probably best to be going, yeah, you know? For sure. I mean, if you're just sitting there and you try to turn, I mean, you're going to fall down, you know? And even if you're going slow... It's very, it's more difficult to kind of to make a turn, but once you start going, you start paddling, you're heading in a direction. It's a lot easier to then just change direction a little bit. So, kind of seeing what's going, kind of going on, what's what are the desires in your heart that God has given you, and then start taking a few steps toward those goals, and and God can change those steps at any time. So be open to that, but. Um, just take steps toward what you already know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think too, like so many people will, will pray about something. God, if you want me to do this, give me a sign or let me know or, or open doors or all that kind of stuff. And I, some people shared this with me a long time ago and I kind of, I, I, I remind myself of it all the time, but like it even started when we started this podcast and stuff is okay, God, I feel like this is on my heart. And I feel like you're kind of leading me this way. But I don't know for sure because I mean nobody sent me a letter, certified mail saying <laughs> good to go. So you, I think it's okay too if what you're feel like you you want to do or you may be kind of being called to do, does it match God's character? Does it does it align with the stuff that He would like to do? And if it does, I think it's okay to take those steps and start going down the path. You know, I may not quit my job tomorrow. But start taking those steps like you explained earlier and preparing yourself. But And then maybe alter your prayer life to, God, I feel like this is your will. God, I've, it's not outside of your character. I'm going to take some steps. If you want me to stop, close the door. Mm-hmm. Instead of waiting for God to open every door for you to walk through, ask him to close some of those doors so you can't go through it. Yeah, And then accept it when it comes. and. You know, there's been some doors that I wanted to be wide open. I'm going to stroll right through, you know, and I got there and it was not, it wouldn't budge. You know? yeah. It's just like, darn. But then you just keep going and you find the next one. I think it's okay to do that if your prayer life is right and if what you're doing falls within that character of who God is and what kind of stuff he does. Yeah. And, and so many things just come down to wisdom as well. I, I believe it was Martin Luther that, um, and I'm going to kill this quote, but you know, he said something along the lines of each day make wise and common like common sense decisions that you know, throughout the day that lead toward, you know, carrying out God's will, that kind of thing. Until you hear the Holy Spirit say no and then turn around and run in the other direction. Yeah. You know? So just make wise decisions. Make common sense good you know, to the best of your ability, decisions, um, obviously that are not sinful because sin is never wise. So make wise decisions. Um, and then 
if you feel like, oh, wait, I don't, I shouldn't, I don't believe I need to make this decision, then, you know, that's when you kind of pause, put the brakes on, be like, okay, is this, God, is this you telling me not to do this? You know, and then uh, that's when he said, if you feel like that's, that's God telling you that, just turn around and run the other direction. Including him in every decision. You know, yeah. there's no decision in your life or no choice that you have to make. Sometimes we think it's just it's just me. I've got to make this choice. Should I buy this car? Should I not buy this car? Should I move to Alaska? Should I not move to Alaska? You know, should I? I don't know about moving there, <laughs> but a cruise there would cruise be would awesome. Uh, should I take this job or not take this job? You know, sometimes we think those things are maybe too too small for God. They're not really, those aren't like, are those decisions big enough to include God? In? Yes, of course they are. Anything in your life that you're trying to make decisions on, making good sound decisions on, include him in it. Include him in part of the prayers when you're when you're reaching out with those things. He, he wants to be involved in those things because he, he loves to be involved with all the little parts of your life uh, to help shape you and prepare you for the big parts and have you in place. So. Yeah, and some of that sounded eerily similar to a couple of verses in the Bible that that um, that my dad. Any time I had questions about God's will, he quoted these verses. It's like God's will, you know, the pathway to God's will, and it's Proverbs three, five, and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. And here's what you were talking about: in all your ways, acknowledge Him. Like bring him into the decisions, and he'll he'll direct your paths. Or NIV might be he he'll make your path straight or step straight. So it it's trusting him, not you, and acknowledging him. Bring him into those decisions. Don't just make them on your own and then follow back. You know, it's like oh, by the way, God, we just you know bought a car that we can't afford. Make that right, please, <laughs> you know, um, but bring him into those decisions and he'll direct you, you know, he he wants to direct us. He wants to do what's best for us. He wants us to have um, joy and, and peace and all those kind of things that we can get. Um, so it's not like it's not like he wants to hide his will from us, you know, so acknowledge him, bring him into those decisions and, and he'll direct our paths. There's times when we're sitting down for dinner and we pray the prayer, you know, before dinner and stuff. And one of them is like, let this food be nutritional to our bodies yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> if I open my eyes, my food's going to be gone because that's the only way it can be nutritious. Yeah. I'm going to be upset because <laughs> I'm hungry. Please but. take all the calories out of this. <laughs> that's the new weight loss program. Pray yeah. out the calories. Man, that'd be neat if that worked. Every time you close your eyes, you got a steak, or no, you got like pizza. When you open your eyes, there's a piece of lettuce laying there. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, it's yeah, I, I, it's it's totally the path you you got to go on. And and again, we're talking about those steps of of figuring out having that closeness to God to better see His will, to better understand what He's doing, so so that you can see it more clearly in your life. And it. it it takes steps and it takes dedication and it takes involving him. And I think the, the, the payoff at the end is, is great that it might be a little tough for you to do or make those adjustments at first, but before it's over, you're going to be happy that you did, you know? Absolutely. All right. Final thing, check your heart. 
Check your heart. Check your heart. Because it's deceitful above all things. I love it in movies and stuff when it, you know, just follow your heart. And I want to scream at the screen, no, (laughs) don't do that. Um, Our hearts are deceitful. They can, they can, uh, they can lead us astray. However, um, connect it to your brain. (laughs) Connect to your brain. (laughs) The heart is a good thing. But connect it to your brain. Yes. Um, but what we're talking about here is is what are your intentions? Look at your intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, where is the, uh, you know, who's who is this really for? Yeah. You know, and if your intentions are uh, selfishly motivated, mm, might not want to make those decisions. But if those intentions are... Um, good and honorable and and either for others or for God, then start taking steps toward that, you know? Um, There's a lot of things that we can just nix right off the bat by just asking, okay, is this this really for me or is this for somebody else? You know, who's who's gaining here? Is this all about me? Am, Am I thinking about myself? Am I being selfish? Well, then don't, you know? Um, somebody once told me, um, said pretty much any decision that I go into, if it's something that, that would be really good for me, I just go ahead and say no, because it's, it's generally selfishly motivated, you know, all those kind of things. So I've just kind of learned to tell myself no. Yeah. And, you know, obviously there's things that we do that we enjoy all that, all that, um, and that's okay. And that's great. Yes, absolutely. But we do have to look at our motivations. So we got to check our hearts in these kind of things and see, you know, is this step that I'm taking? Are these plans that I'm making? Uh, is this really about God? Is this really about others? You know, how I can better them, all those kind of things? Or is this just really about me? Because if it's about us, we probably need to stop, turn around, and go the other direction. Yeah, and I'd even take it a step further too to say, you know, because there's gonna be days like, okay, God, is it your is it your will for me to spend the day at the lake and have a good day and just relax? It very good chance it could be, yeah. you know. Um, God said rest and do those things and enjoy His creation. So, yeah, I mean, there's gonna be a lot of things that it may not always be a great biblical, you know, divine moment. There's there's gonna be things that God gives you enjoyment of. He gives you hobbies. He gives you some of those things. That he wants you to enjoy and he wants you to experience, but at the same time, there's going to be times he calls you to use it for him. And so I would, I would mean, it, it's so it's okay to do that. And so then you may say, well, my vote of motivation is other people. Well, it's my kids, could be a spouse, it could be my friends, it could be the people in the neighborhood, it could be people across the world, and a like a missionary, you know, where I'm going over to serve. And we can start saying, well, my 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 purpose is them. I would even say you might want to check that a little bit mm-hmm. because we're talking about God's will here. Is it wrong to write a check and help get people clean water in another country? No, that's within God's character. If you do that, great. Go ahead, do it. But what I'm saying is if if you feel motivated to, if you're wondering if it's God's will for you to go do something, it's got to be about His his relationship with people, His um, his glory, his for people to see him. If you if if you look at everything God's done in the Bible, I mean, it's it's just example after example. He did things the way he did them. When he allowed 
the Israelites to cross the Red Sea. He could have done something totally different. He could have mm-hmm. took them a different way, made it all different. But he yeah. took them there so he could part the waters and bring them across because it brought people closer to him. Yeah, It was a, a sure sign of him, and it was about relationships with him for generations to come. And that's what he's looking for. He's looking for that relationship with his people. That's what he desires. That's what he's calling us to be a part of. So if if that doesn't fall in there somewhere, your desires about people's relationship with God... I mean, I think that's ultimately where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah, and the uh, as far as kind of that check your heart thing with Abraham, the the most extreme example that we have of Abraham in uh, in finding God's will, I believe, is in, in him sacrificing Isaac. Yeah. And obviously, um, there was uh, there wasn't the he wasn't following, you know, selfish things there because selfishly, I'm I'm saving my kid. You know, yeah. Uh, so he was definitely following God's plan in that, and uh, and so his intentions were to his to his God. Uh, yeah. I want to obey. I want to do what's right here. I don't even understand what's going on, but hey, I'm I'm all in. I got to do this thing God's way. So even even Abraham was you know checking his heart through that and 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 making sure I'm I'm doing this. Because God has told me to do it, yeah. even though I don't understand it, all those kind of things. And we see in, in Hebrews, kind of talking back about Abraham, um, that it says that Abraham basically just thought, well, I I was too old to have kids, so God kind of brought Isaac from the dead, so to speak. So, you know, if I sacrifice him, he'll just bring him back to life somehow, because he's already kind of done it, you yeah. know. And so... And what's interesting is once that ha- once that time in, in happened in, in Abraham's life, we don't see those kind of those setbacks like we did earlier with you know with um, Hagar and with you know lying about his wife being his sister and all that. Uh, we just don't see those kind of things happen anymore in his life. And I think it's because he kind of, um, I don't know, it's kind of like he graduated into, okay, now I get it. You know, I now understand what's going on um, and was more able to, to fully trust God and and what God's will was instead of just trying to force it, instead of trying to figure it out on his own, instead of, you know, all those kind of things that he was doing. He, he finally just settled down and was like, okay, Day at a time, decision at a time, just doing what God tells me to do, and and He's going to be the one that that brings His will about ultimately, not me. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't if you don't really know that story of Isaac and the sacrifice very well, go look it up. It's in Genesis. Go go find that story and read it uh, because it might blow your mind a little bit if you don't know the story very well. And uh, you know, at the end of the day. Isaac was not sacrificed. Okay. Right. Um, uh, and God didn't want Abraham to sacrifice. Him. No, he didn't. God wanted Abraham to obey him. Yep. You know, he was concerned about Abraham's obedience. Not in, he, he definitely mm-hmm. didn't want him to sacrifice him. Yep. Yep. And I think Abraham's track record up to that point, God just wanted to make sure they got the, they got the lesson learned. They got the right page. <laughs> yeah. He wanted Abraham to know. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he wanted Abraham to learn, okay. You know what? I I do have faith in God, and I can trust 
you know, I can trust him, all those kind of things. It, that that story is so much about Abraham. Yeah. It's 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 pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think we got through these points, Jonathan. Why don't you just kind of run real quick through those highlights again? I just want to hear you list those points again, yeah. the steps. Yeah, so, so knowing God's will, you, you already know 90% of it, so just do it. Um, take it one day at a time. Um, don't, don't try to force things. Don't, you know, don't try to, uh, well, I think this is what God wants, so I'm just going to make it happen. Um, but do take steps forward. Um, do take steps toward what you already know, what you, what you know to be the case, and then check your heart. Make sure of your intentions. Make sure your, your heart is in the right place and uh, that you're, that you've got the, uh, that, that you're making, um, good decisions based on on not being selfish and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a, that's landing the plane right there, uh, putting it putting it down the runway. Uh, and I just want to add, just for a final thought of, you know, in the big scheme of things, the more time you spend worrying about the big things that you of your God's will in your life, the less time you have doing the 90% things that you know yeah. you're supposed to do. Yeah. So work on that. You know, just keep working out your salvation, work out your life, figuring this thing out called life, and keep doing that. And I think in the big scheme, God's will will become a little bit more clear in your life, and it will become um, a little more front and center, and and you'll see it better and better. And you you might have that boldness to step out at times or the wisdom to step back at times. So um, that's what I would say at the end of the day to focus upon. So... There you have it. It's another show for us. Wrapped. We got this figured out, Jonathan. <laughs> Just solved <laughs> half the world's problems. Yeah. No, no, we know. We know sometimes leaving these shows is probably more like, oh, man, you know. But that's what we're here for. And that's why we would love, 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 love for y'all to join us on social media at places. Facebook, land the plane today. Go find us over there. Um Twitter too. No, I'm sorry. Instagram is Land the Plane today as well, and on Twitter at Land the Plane two four seven. Come out there and join the conversations. Uh, throw some of your questions out there. Be a part of it because if you have questions, somebody else does as well. And uh, really, if you use the hashtag Land the Plane podcast, hashtag Land the Plane podcast, it'll help us find your tweets and stuff a little easier. So if you want to throw that on there, uh, that would be awesome. You can always send us an email at Land the Plane today at gmail dot com. We would love to hear from you if you have any show ideas or any thoughts or any follow-up questions. We can keep it anonymous if you want, but uh, if you don't, if you want to talk about it a little bit more, you can always reach the show that way as well. So, Jonathan's, uh, he's still in deep thought over there, y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's still <laughs> contemplating. It might be a long time before I get to go home tonight. <laughs> but hey. Do us a big favor. The biggest thing you can do is tell somebody about the show. Go out to wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a review. Give us a a rating if you don't mind. And then uh, share it. Tell somebody about it. That's the biggest, best thing y'all can do for us. Yeah, please do. Because it's it's funny how still you might just think, well, I mean, everybody's, you know, that you're friends with, whatever, on Facebook and other, um, other socials, you know, they just, they know about it. No. We we have conversations with people just all the time that we are friends with. We're friends on Facebook and all those kind of things with, and they still have no idea that we're doing a podcast. No idea. 
I don't understand how that works, but it's the truth. So yeah. talk to people about it, share it. We'd love it. Yep. So again, thank you all for just this continued support and listening and downloading and all those things, subscribing wherever you can. And uh, just thank you so much for just a great month last month and just to continue growing this Land of Plain family with us. Y'all are awesome. So on that note, I'm uh, signing off. I'm out. I'm jumping out the plane. We'll talk to you later, guys. Got Thanks my parachute for on. Thanks.